0: What is up everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host Micah. Hello. I'm gonna get right into what we're gonna spend a lot of this show on today, and that is my utter joy, my utter love, excitement, whatever what have you, uh, of Baldur's Gate 3, which to me feels insane um, because this was a game that literally two to three like two to three weeks before it came out, I was it wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't even on my list of things to get, wasn't a consideration that I was going to play it, and then it just, like, caught the attention of the gaming world in general because you could fuck a bear, I guess, and that's and that's what got it on people's radars. Um, but once I started looking into the game itself, I was like, oh, this might actually be, like, legit, and people were raving, like, people that play CRPGs were raving that this is, like, easily one of the best ones we've ever seen, and what a representation of Dungeons & Dragons it is, um, and all this other stuff. And it's, it has been all, the, it is, like, the best way I can describe it is it's very similar to Zelda in the freedoms that it gives you within, like, the 5e system, right? Like, within that d d system, as long as you're playing within the rules of Dungeons & Dragons 5e, which is pretty, a pretty wide-ranging space to a sandbox to play in, it feels like you can do whatever you want even though that's not the case like every like it's not like this game is generating outcomes and scenarios procedurally everything in this game is scripted like like it, but it but it feels like the game has considered like every possible thing a player would want to do in the story and, and and has something in its back pocket for it. I mean that that's that's the biggest compliment that I can give it is that it it, it it does feel like you're playing a tabletop RPG and it feels like in most scenarios that you have an actual DM that is like thinking on their feet, even though that's not the case. Like you like like there is a limit to what this game can output, but the way it's presented makes it feel very organic in, in how you deal with most situations in the game and that's that's been the thing that's been crazy about it because then when you start to think about how to approach these different scenarios that you come across you you, like you you look in your toolbox and you're just like what tools do i have that i can that i can use to solve this problem and chances are if there's a tool in there and you're like ah this this should be able to work and i should be able to do this you probably can in this game which which is like i said for for this style of game um for it being a CRPG that has a, that has a story inside of it, that's just very, it's very weird, and, like, I, this is really the first CRPG that I've ever spent a lot of time with, I, and, but I know that this is not how most of these, most of these games play, like, like, this is not, you know, like, Mass Effect, technically, the first one is, is a CRPG, it just happens to be a live-action CRPG, and, this game, like I, like I really hope when they're developing the new Mass Effect game that they're taking notes from like the decision space that existed in Baldur's Gate three. Like that's how excited I am about like the things that you can do, um, in this game. And I've already sunk in like damn near thirty hours, and it came out what like a week and a half ago. Basically, yeah. I can't stop playing it. It's 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 crazy, and from a story perspective, like I'm I'm in act two and I've played like thirty hours so far. So like there's a ton <laughs> Yeah, there there there's there's a ton of game. But but the thing is is that you're not and 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 I know that part of this segment is you're gonna ask me a lot of questions because you're interested and in, you know you want to get it when it comes out on PlayStation potentially. So you're curious to see if you're gonna like it. And I will tell you that because you and I are very similarly minded when it comes to RPGs and, and what, what we like and what causes us like stress. This game technically doesn't have a quest log, Micah. It technically doesn't have a quest log. What you have is a journal that kind of summarizes, like, the broad strokes of each quest that you're discovering. And it kind of summarizes the information that you gather. But it's not telling you, hey, go here and do this. That's not, that's not what it's doing. Like, it's, it's gathering clues, and, and and it's putting them in one place and it's it's telling you what clues have not been actioned and which clues you haven't like closed the loop on, and it's telling you which clues you have. But it's not for it's not grabbing your hand and forcing you to be like, hey, go go to this go to this specific area and talk to this specific person. And that's what you have to do to advance this quest. It's saying, Hey, like, you know, here's the information that you've been given. What should you do with it? I don't know. Like, 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 f- kind of figure this out for yourself. And the thing that's cool about it is that there, there's two things that are really cool about it. First of all is that you will close the, like, you will find out more information about quests that you're working on, like active quests that you have, just by exploring. Like, like, like you'll happen upon this, like, place in the world, and you'll talk to someone there, and they'll provide insight, or they'll provide, like, the next step, for you in in like your que- in in this one quest, where they'll provide information that keys you in to something that you may need to know to kind of solve this this adventure that you're on, this this specific quest that you're on. That's that's one cool thing. The other cool thing is that there's not one solution for everything in this like like, like it feels like there's multiple solutions for everything in this game. So like I'll will and I'll give you an example of that. So like and this isn't spoil this, this part's not spoilery because it happens like right at the beginning of the game. The, the motivation of your character in the game is you get your when the game starts, you're on this mind flayer ship and they and they insert the, their they're like mind flayer tadpole in, in behind your eye socket. And the way the tadpoles work is they're kind of like the the face huggers from Alien where they like inject you with mind flayer and eventually the, the tadpole eats away at your brain. And, you know, within a couple of days, usually like you essentially become a mind flayer like like you transform into a mind player. And so you're t- so you and your and a lot of your companions are like it, you're like a ticking time bomb. So you're trying as fast as you can. And one of the first things that the game says you're looking to do is hey, you got to figure out how to get this fucking thing out of your head. Like that's like that's that's kind of your main overarching quest. I've pursued no no less than 5 different avenues and explored less than 5 different avenues to potentially do that. And the, and again, there is no wrong answer. Like it's just like you're throwing anything at the wall that you can. Like let me talk to this. Oh, like I heard this person might be able to help. I gotta go find them and see if they can help me out. Or or like hey, like you know, I'm told that this this goblin cult might have a healer that can that can do something about this. So let me go check those guys out and see if this makes sense. And the, and all it is is just kind of like a nudge in that direction to go and figure out what it is what you want to do. But you still are the one that needs to just cut, that needs to approach these things in whichever way you want to and that's where the role playing really comes in is the the design since this is a tabletop rpg essentially is you're trying to come up with a character and not there, again there's no right way to do this you do it the way you feel is right or you do it the way that you feel your character you, you approach the situation the way that your character would approach the situation. And so like, you know, when I rolled up to this like goblin tribe and they let me in and I talked to their healer, she's like, Oh, like you and me are like kindred spirits. We have the, like they call the parasite, the true soul in the game. Like we have the true, we both have the true soul. And, you know, so you need to be branded in order to, you know, join our true soul cult, And my companions were like, you have to let this fucking bitch brand you. Right. And you're just like, <laughs> I mean I will, but only because I wanna get her to I wanna get her secluded so I can like grill her for information. And so like I let I let her brand me and my companion's like, I don't think that was a good idea. But then because she trusted me, she's like, all right, let's go to my let's go to my chambers and we'll figure this shit out. And so as soon as you know she closed the door, I, you know, I got her in an isolated space and beat the shit out of her because one of my other objectives was to kill this was to kill this goblin leader. But not attacking her like in the middle of the open Made oh, yeah. that combat like a lot easier because and and all I had to do was just get get my hand branded <laughs> to, to 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 do that. So, um, yeah, that, like that's the kind of shit that's amazing in this game, and and it really does feel like that they have planned for every eventuality, essentially, to the point where mu- much like many other CRPGs, like quests might come to an unexpected end because. Either like sometimes, Micah, your quests get completed because they're no longer relevant because you found another solution to the problem. So it's just like, well, you don't even need to worry about this anymore because it doesn't matter. Like, so check, (laughs) check, complete. You're done. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not, it's not a checklist that you have to run down and, and, and compulsively do Uh, like, like it feels like a, a living, breathing world in a lot of ways in that sense.
1: Uh, this is all very exciting, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like you, uh, for, I don't know what it was, but like you said, like a month ago, <laughs> like, like it, it was just full on, like, blitz, right? Like, right. there are certain websites and YouTube, um, sites that I visit that talk specifically about RPGs, mm-hmm. you know, all types of them, and they're just like, one dude is like, yo, y'all need to pre-order this. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't say that often. He was like, I don't say that often. The last time I said that was about Elden Ring. And I like to pat myself on the back because Elden Ring was great. Yeah. Uh, so I said, all right, uh, I, I'm getting dangerously hyped about this game. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, all the videos that I've seen about the combat, the combat, I I, I will ask some Questions about, but I think I kind of, I think I kind of grasped the overall uh, mechanics. Yeah. So com-
0: combat, combat's easily the hardest part of the game, right? Because it. So the first thing that makes it hard is you. You, especially if you play like turn-based tactical games, like an XCOM. Um, yeah. You want to play it like that. That's what it seems like. But you shouldn't play it like that. Like, like, it be, like it is still turn-based, and, you know, there's initiative and all that shit. But it's not always about, like, oh, like, I am putting myself in the optimal position to fucking, you know, like, min-max this combat to death. You can do that in some combats, but against, like, the tougher enemies, sometimes, like, you have to take a chance on that 35% die roll <laughs> and, 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 and hope for the best. And, and the other part... And, and this is the part that I really struggled with early on in the game, um, not only in combat, but in the exploration in the world. You have so many options available to you between the different attack abilities that your characters will have, between the different spells that your magic users will have, between the different items and different potions and scrolls and elixirs that you pick up. There's an overwhelming number of options and it is easy to forget all of these tools that you have available at your disposal because you'll find like two or three spells that are kind of like your bread and butter spells that you want to use like all the fucking time right so like and then you get ag- against a combat where those spells aren't as effective and you're like shit what do i do now because like like i can't use these as well and and part of that is when you're especially with magic users Sometimes the spell with the numbers on it that make the damage happen is not the best course of action to use early on in the fight. Like sometimes you have to use those support spells or you have to kind of just look at things a different way um, in order to have the best experience in the combat. The other thing that you need to remember is the environment that you're that you're playing in, because anything else in the environment can be used in your combat if it, it, like in cases so like if i have my barbarian who's like raging out and they're near a barrel i can just like have them pick up the barrel and fucking throw it at somebody like like that's that, like that's an option that you have. or like the things that are hanging above in the combat like if there's a chandelier like a brazier um like up there you can shoot that and fucking knock it down or, or like i had a combat where you know these goblins were across a chasm and there was a bridge and i'm like Wonder if I can just fucking take out the bridge and the goblins can't cross. And sure enough, that's it, like like I fucking firebolted the bridge and the bridge was gone. The goblins were like fuck. Like 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 anything in the environment, like ladders and 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 ledges and stuff like that, and most of that shit's destructible. So like you can you can oftentimes like change the battlefield itself. Or if someone's near a ledge, like there's literally a command, you can shove them. And like if you shove someone into a chasm, they're dead that includes bosses. Like, like if you have a boss that you can shove, you can just fucking push them into a pit. If they're stupid enough to sit by it and they're dead, like, like then that's it. Like, like there's so many different ways to, to kind of, to kind of explore. And oftentimes it's you, like when you play a lot of action RPGs, like you just get into the sense of like, all right, I'm going to use my sword attack and I'm going to use this attack and this, this offensive magic spell. And you kind of forget like all of the other things that your characters can do. Um, you know, and, and since I'm playing a rogue as my ma- with my main player character, like I want to get myself into advantageous positions from like a from like a high ground standpoint because then I can unleash like my sneak attacks. So like I'm oftentimes like ducking behind a pillar, hiding, finishing my movement by then walking out because they like out of their line of sight and then fucking backstabbing them. Like, for, for, like, mega damage. Like, that's one of my dudes. Like, he doesn't like to fight you face to face. Like, he, he wants to fucking hide and sneak around and surprise you. Like, like, that's, that's kind of how he plays best. So, like, I'm, I'm looking to always maximize his positioning in the battle. Whereas, like, my one, my, uh, my warlock, or not my warlock, my, uh, my wizard, uh, is, is like, a fucking paper, like, like a fucking, uh, like a paper tiger, like he's he's got some crazy spells, but don't let anybody touch him or he's gonna fucking die. So like like I'm constantly worried about like positioning him in as far away from people as I can, but still close enough that his spells will reach, you know, the different people that I want to target with them. So like like the, that's where the tactical nature of the combat comes into play because while it is like XCOM in that sense, like it, but it's not a grid based game. Like you have free range of, of movement around the battlefield um so that's that's kind of how you have to how you have to think about that and you have to manage your action economy as well because you only have usually one action and maybe one or two bonus actions that each character can do per round in addition to a move so like you have to really manage that that aspect of it as well
1: hmm. uh how are you playing because i'm getting it on playstation because yeah you know my pc is not uh it's not game ready, uh, so, I, and every time I, every time, every video I've seen, mm-hmm. it's all been, you know, I, I know the game has controller
0: support, but no one plays it that way. Well, and, and the so the, the cool thing about the controller support, is so I played it with both, and when you're on Steam Deck, you, you use controller support, because that's the default option there. So what, the good news is they didn't half-ass it. Like, it's not like they tried to just put the controller support on top of what they do for keyboard and mouse. When you play with controller, it actually changes, like, the view that you have of the character. So, like, when you're playing with keyboard and mouse, like, your default view is, like, an isometric, like, a Diablo-style view, and you click to move, like, your party around. When you're playing with controller, it looks like you're playing Dragon Age. Like, like it kind of shit. the camera shifts lower, you're behind your party, so it gives you, like, a third-person view. Um, you know, when, when they're running, like, it feels natural. Um, it is perfectly serviceable, the controller. I prefer keyboard and mouse cuz that's just kind of how it was designed, but you won't know what you're missing, so so it's not like you have to worry about it. I mean, the only thing that's cumbersome with the controller support is that all of your actions are mapped to radials that you can pop up and and that's how you pick those instead of, you know, just clicking on it on from a hotbar. Like they have a number of radials that you shift through and and with spell users, that's going to get a little hairy probably for you just because of the amount of options that you have, but you can also customize those. Um, and put your most used items, like, on your top radial so that you can, you know, so you can get to them frequently. I don't think you'll have a problem with it. Again, it, it just feels like a more cumbersome control scheme that Dragon Age Inquisition uses, essentially.
1: Well, here's hoping that uh, Larian put uh, keyboard and mouse support for the PlayStation
0: version. That would be cool, because then you could just then you could just fucking do that. Um, yeah. The other cool thing is, too, is that even on controller, you can still move into tactical view whenever you want to. So, like, it might be easier to explore using the default controls. And then when you actually get into a battle, it might be easier to use that, like, over-the-top tactical view and kind of, you know, maneuver people around with that. That's always an option as well that you could use.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um uh permadeath for characters? No, like, so so
0: they're very forgiving about that. So early on in the game, um you will either find or he'll just wander into your camp, um this mysterious character who he's like, yeah, he's like so he's like the dude that lets you change your class. And by the way, you can change anyone's class in the game. So like <laughs> uh the Asterian who is the one of these uh one of these half-elf dudes that you, that can join your party, he's a rogue as well. And I never used him on any like I never took him with me because I was like, well, he does all the same shit that I do, so like it's not it doesn't really make sense to bring him with me. But I was like, oh wait a second, I can get I can change it, I can completely change his class. So like I had him go to this person and made him into a ranger, um, which makes him you know basically a ranger is like a rogue combined with a spellcaster. And so, like now, now he's actually useful, and I want to take Asterion with me, which is cool because he's a cool character. And I wanted to, and I wanted to see kind of what he was all about. Um, but that same character can also resurrect your permanently dead characters, um, including your player character. Like even if your player character dies, as long as somebody survives the fight, um, it's not game over. So like you can have you can have this dude like resurrect your folks. It just it just costs in game gold um, in order to, to do that, but it's not a lot. Like it's it's not it's not a lot of gold at all.
1: Okay, okay. Um, so you're you're a rogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I know what class and race I'm going to be. Um. Yeah, I just uh, I I just I've been watching so many videos of of like class breakdowns and and but no one talks mm. about like how the how the game actually plays so Mm uh i'm i'm very i'm very i'm I'm so curious to see how this game plays man like
0: yeah well and and actually i think you're i think because you'll be playing with a controller like i would almost prefer to use a controller for exploration and then use keyboard and mouse in combat because kind of clicking on where you want to go can be a little can be a little cumbersome um the way the way the game works I know some people do both. I think I think the game supports you like swapping back and forth. That just feels crazy to me, though. So so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Um, the game has a lot of exploration. So so these open areas that you're in are not as wide open as you might think they are. Um, there is pathways that you walk down, and and there are some like you know you can climb on rocks and shit like that. Um, don't forget as well as you're exploring, Micah, that you can jump across things. Um, I forgot that cause there's this like bridge that was out and I'm like, oh man, I guess I need to get this bridge fixed before I can get up to this area. No, just fucking jump over it. Like, I don't know what the, what the <laughs> hell I was, what the hell I was waiting for. Um, but the game really encourages you to, to want to move around and, and want to explore things. And there's, and, and again, the game does a great job at fucking making unexpected things just kind of pop up out of nowhere. Like like I, I remember I was walking around this one area of the map and there's this sh- this like big shed. I was like, ooh, I was like, see if there's anything in here, and I'll, you know, see if there's any items I can loot. And I walk in the door and these two like fucking trolls are in there fucking. Like, 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 like the girl troll was like this massive troll, and then the dude that was fucking her from behind was this like little fucking scrawny troll. And like and then immediately like you react to that and like my character was like, Oh, like Sorry, like let me just like let me Homer Simpson into the bush my, my way out of here. And they got pissed and they and they fucking fought me, so I had to fight these fucking trolls like at the at the stop of a dime. Um because I walked in on their coitus uh that was going on. Like shit like that will just fucking will just fucking happen. So like you never quite know what you're gonna round a corner into or you know, what you, you know, what you might find in this little town that you're in or, or whatever the hell. Like, that's the cool thing about it, is that the game really does uh, encourage you to explore. Um, the, the game does do a good job at telling you before you're about to embark on, like, major shit that could possibly, like, close off certain, like, quests and stuff like that. Like, before you go to an area where some shit, so where you're, ba- basically, before you move to an area where you're going to, like, forcibly advance the story... The game will kind of warn you, but like, hey, like, you might want to go take care of some things and other stuff, like, if, if you want to, if you want, like, if not, then just, you know, do your thing, without spoiling what's ahead. But, I mean, that's kind of an indicator that you're moving to, like, the next, the next step in the story, essentially.
1: How long did it take you to create your character?
0: Uh, about... 45 minutes, which means it's going to take you about three hours, probably. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what I was
1: going to say. It's going to take me like three hours and and probably three or four restarts
0: before I finally... There are a lot of options, and also depending on which class you start with, um, there might be even more options, because depending on, you know, what like if you're a magic user, like what spells are you going to start with? Like, they're like, hey, here's a list of like 15 spells you can start with. You get to pick three. Like, that, like yeah, that's, and, and you're not locked out from them forever, but that's what you're going to start the game with.
1: So I'm going to be, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be a paladin. It was, okay. either, It was either a monk or a paladin. And I figure I'm going to be a, a paladin that takes the oath of vengeance, right? And mm-hmm. be like a, like a Batman type. You know what I mean? Like, I do good, but like in a bad way. <laughs> um, and uh I'm I'm gonna be I don't wanna be a human. I don't mm-hmm. wanna be a human, right? Because, like humans in fantasy games are just like milk toast. Yeah. Right? Like, they're just like
0: I'm I'm a I'm a half elf rogue because the dark vision is very appealing to to have that yeah. ability. So
1: So I kinda got this thing about <laughs> this is what this says uh I don't know what this says about me and religion, but I kinda have this thing where I like like paladins mm-hmm. that like or 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 clergymen like evil clergymen mm-hmm. like they're not evil but like they kill people but like for for good like I don't know if you've seen Helsing before but mm-hmm. Alexander Anderson is one of my favorite characters in anime uh and he's just a he's just a he's a holy like he's a holy warrior that does like foul shit in the name of god right like that's <laughs> that's kind of what I'm going for here uh, and I, I feel like it'll be cool to get uh, uh, to, to, to pick a tiefling mm-hmm. uh, because they look demonic, but like they're paladins. Like I like the juxtaposition. Yeah. So, um,
0: quick aside: if you if if you're into those kind of characters, um, check out put, put the forty the Warhammer forty k the Eisenhorn uh, series on your list.
1: Oh, okay. Because that's like right, right up your alley. Because
0: all right. because you all essentially right. just described like a Warhammer 40k Inquisitor, essentially, <laughs> 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 fucking murderous murderous in the in the face of faith for the Emperor. Like that's that's yeah. literally what a fucking Inquisitor is. So, um, yeah. but anyway. So getting back, so it's not perfect, right? So like there there are aspects where it does feel like a video game as video game. Um, the two biggest ones are. Combat. So if your party wipes in combat, it's game over. You have to reload your save, right? And and I will say, I've been trying very hard to not save scum. Like, I'm trying really hard to let the dice lie where they may. Combat is the one area where if I accidentally stumble into a fight that I wasn't expecting and I start getting my ass handed to me, like, I will reload a save and kind of plan, <laughs> plan myself out a little bit better. Um, but yeah. I'm not doing it for, like, bad die rolls or stuff like that. Like, that, that's, that's, that's lame. Um, the other thing where that kind of does take you out of it is... So, I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with how the actual tabletop D&D works, but typically, if you roll... If you're doing a skill check and you roll a nat 20 or a nat 1, that typically becomes a yes and like you, you succeed and this other cool thing happens or you fail and this other bad thing happens because those are critical successes and critical failures. The game does not... Say I again. Gotta imagine,
1: I got to imagine that's like... I, I, I'm assuming a, a natural one is, mm-hmm. like, is like you roll the dice and it's just like a snake eye right there. It is, right? and yeah. I, I, and I got to imagine that does not happen very often, which is why uh, it's a critical...
0: Right, it, it does not. Um, so in in the game, like so, well, the real DM again, you'd have that yes end or no end result. But in the game, it's just an automatic success or an automatic failure. Like that, it doesn't do anything extra. On top of that, Uh-oh, it just okay. it just okay. you either pass it or you don't. But rolling that nat twenty sometimes is the only way to pass skill checks that are like there are definitely some skill checks in the game where based on how your character is is broken out, the game is like you are not passing this. But every but every skill check, no matter what, you have that one in twenty chance to pass it, and no matter how good how good your odds are, you also have that one in twenty chance to fail it as well. Like so, so there, it all, you always have a little a little skin in the game on that. Those are really the only two times where like you're very aware that it's a video game. Otherwise, like it does a fucking incredible job at papering over, like I said, the fact that. All of the stuff that's in this game is stuff that they thought of, stuff that they put in there, stuff that they have dialogue for that's voiced, stuff that they have animations and cutscenes for that are acted. Everything in the game exists that way. Which which is just mind-boggling. And like I, I've been also listening to a lot of podcasts, people talking about this game, because it's all anyone's talking about right now. And even like hearing like there there's a quest early on in the game and I'm not going to spoil it for story reasons but I've heard this quest literally be like actioned out or resolved or or you know worked through in at least 5 wildly different avenues from from <laughs> from, from various people that have been talking about this game and and not one person did it like exactly like I did and and that's kind of fucking that's kind of fucking crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, like, that, like that's kind of fucking crazy to me that they have all of these, like, different possibilities. um, And, like, like the game makes you feel shit, man. Like, like so, like, I'll give you... Uh, and uh, skip ahead ten minutes if you don't want anything spoiled for you. This is, again, relatively minor. But, like, so, like, one of these quests I was doing, right? So, like, one of these things is, like, hey, there's this druid healer who might be able to help you with your fucking little tadpole problem that you got, but he's off on an adventure, we don't fucking know where he is, but if you find him, he can probably help you, so you're like, okay, so you end up at this, like, goblin camp, and these fucking, like, you're exploring around there, they're chill with you, they're like, yeah, you're cool, I guess, and, and, you know, I, I persuaded my way in past the guards, because I have a rogue that, you know, is very good at persuading people to, you know, do what he wants, and, like, I get down, to this, like, to this, like, cellar, right, and these fucking goblin kids, they're, they have this bear caged up, and they're fucking throwing rocks at it, and, like, you want to throw rocks at the bear, and I'm like, I don't really want to, and I don't really think you should either, like, this is kind of bullshit, like, and they're like, oh, like, fuck off then, like, you know, you, you're gonna fucking stop us, and I was like, you know, I don't really want to fight you, so, like, I'm not gonna throw the rocks, but, you know, if you want to throw rocks at the bear, Throw rocks at the bear. Like, like you do you. Have fun. Like, I'm going to go check out this other place. Then all of a sudden, the bear breaks out of the cage. Like, he breaks the door open. And all of a sudden, like, it's a fight now. And the bear is aggro towards me because I didn't do anything to stop the goblins. So it's me and the goblins versus this fucking bear. And I'm just like, oh, shit. So, like, we're fighting this bear. And we get the bear down to zero hit points. And all of a sudden, it transforms into a man. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, that's. That's the druid that I need to fucking find. Like, he just, he was just like, he got captured in his bear form, and now he's a man. So, like, I turn the tables. Like, I start fighting the goblins, right? And so, you know, me and the druid take out the goblins, but the druid's still pissed at me because he's like, oh, you were, you were, you were trying to kill me. And I was like, and I'm just like, bro, we're cool. So, but he won't stop coming at me. So I'm trying to knock him out. So you have the option to attack with non lethal attacks in this game. Like, you can do not, so you knock people out instead of instead of killing them. And, that, and I was like, all right, I'll knock this dude out, right? And then, and then I'll wake him up, and I'll be like, bro, we're cool. Like, I didn't realize it was you. Like, you know, what, what do you want? And so <laughs> he, like, as I'm getting ready to whittle him down to his one HP to knock him out, he unleashes this, like, magic attack on my party. And the magic attack knocks down, uh, like, one of the, like, one of, like, the flame, like, the flame lights, that were in the dungeon above him fucking fall from the ceiling kills this dude. Like he's dead dead. Like I tried to fucking revive him with a scroll of, Rev- of Revify and it's like, no, no bro, he's, he's dead. Like he's super fucking dead. And this is a playable character. Like, like you can recruit this guy to be part of your party. Oh, I, ca- I came to find out later and I'm just like, shit, like what do I do now? Like this guy's like super fucking dead. And so like That's I had to go bet. back to- that's the bear that you could have sex with right it is and and so I go back to the to the druid camp and they're like oh did you find this guy and I was like yeah he's dead sorry like I don't know what happened I couldn't tell you what happened like I found him he was dead he was dead when I got there like they must oh, like, like the fucking goblins must have killed him and so like I, and so the game's like hey like even though he's dead like his research could still help you and you're like oh it could like let me check out his lab and like his lab has this thing like a special area that you can get to, but it's missing a key. And I and I talked to one of his people and she's like, oh, this guy might have the key. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And so I'm trying to talk to this guy, but he's like, he's super bummed out that this dude died. He's like, oh, I just I need some time. Like I'm really fucking sad about this. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm gonna pickpocket him though. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the key from him because I really want to get to this area. <laughs> so I do a really poor job. Like I steal the key but he notices that Someone stole it from him and then he turns around. I'm like crouched behind him, like trying to <laughs> trying to hide. And he's like, you fucking stole this key. And I'm like, you caught me. Like, how about a little bribe to make the, to make this, to, to apologize. And he's like, no, I'm going to fucking kill you now. And I'm like, bro, I really don't want to fight. But then he attacked me first and I had to kill him and all his friends. And I'm just like, I really didn't want to have to fucking kill these people. But they fucking swung at me first. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, that's very sad.
1: That's hilarious.
0: And that's that. Like, that's just like one fucking chain of events, just, just through the random shit. And, and like I said, you might not see anything like that. Like, your experience around that guy and these people might be completely one hundred percent different, or it might be kind of similar. But you might, <laughs> like, maybe maybe you can sweet talk them into giving you the key instead of me like being an idiot, just be like I'm gonna take it out of the pocket. Oh, he should he noticed? Oh no! And so I learned. I learned how to pickpocket better after that, because, like, later on, I pickpocketed another key item from somebody, but I was actually, like, hiding, and before they turned around, I was, like, just, you know, walking around, like, oh, nonchalant, and they're like, you fucking stole this, didn't you? And so, like, and so I had to pass, like, a persuasion check to be like, me? Like, no, like, it clearly must have been somebody else, and they're like... Sorry, right, this time I believe you, but I don't know. Like, like, it, like so, like that—that that kind of shit that you can do in the game. Like, and, and again, like it's based on the die rolls. Um, and and I don't like, and, and like I said, I don't like safe coming the die rolls because I like kind of reacting to, to the different things that can happen in the game. Like, I, like I don't want to sit there and just get the result that I want. Like, I just I want to kind of have things lie where they may, and that means that I killed a druid that you know that could have joined me in my gang on my quest and. Fucking a, man! Like, what are you gonna do? Like, I didn't know that bears druid. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh shit, that's hilarious. Well, yeah. I can't. Uh, I cannot wait until uh, I think the second. Well, the it's the it's the third, sixth, but you're
0: not you're not gonna play it right away though. Uh, uh, I'm not. No, Starfield comes out the same day.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Oh, that's okay. right. You don't give a shit about that. I, I uh, okay forgot. I uh, forgot uh, to look. Look,
1: I'll play Starfield. I got no <laughs> problem playing Starfield. <laughs> But you know what Starfield's not doing? What's that? Starfield Starfield is not like hitting me with all of this <laughs> all of this love, all of this like look at all this you could do and stuff. Look at all this, look at all this. Like they they did the 45 minute presentation and that's groovy, but I can juggle. I can juggle yeah. two. I can juggle two games, especially two games that are very very different. Yeah.
0: And and the other and, thing that's cool like I really enjoy like the relationship that you have with your characters, like they kind of let you play things out as you as you want to. Um, you know, I started a fling with one of my characters, by the way, like if you're used to mass effect relationships or dragon relationships, you can fuck like almost immediately in this game. Like, like as long, as long as they're into you, like you can get down super fast. And so like, I had this fling with this character and I was like, this is cool. Like, we'll just fuck every once in a while. Like, that's great. And then I met another character that I really like. And I was like, oh, maybe I can start something with her. I was like, maybe we could have a little, like, cause this is casual, right? It's not a big deal. And now this first character is, like, starting to catch feelings. And I'm just like, oh. You know, <sighs> <pretty cool." laughs> like, I don't know. And she's like, and she's like, and she basically, like, told me, she's like, you know, I think I love you. And my response is like, cool. <laughs> But she didn't seem to get upset about that, so like she's like she's like really into me, and I'm just like I kind of want to get with this bitch though, actually. So we might have to. Uh, hope I don't upset you, but we'll see how. The- like I said, I don't know how to juggle this, so it's not like Mass Effect where you have to like pass all these certain checks to to get to yeah, get the bang.
1: You gotta, right, you gotta hit. Yeah, uh, you gotta do the loyalty mission before. Yeah. they... no, before it's not. Pass. No, like 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 I said, it
0: feels it feels like you're in a like actual. Just, you know, a, a posse with these folks. And like, you have your, you know, your relationships, and sometimes you'll do shit that pisses them off. Um, and sometimes you'll do stuff like, like the one, like, she was really mad that I was like, you know, we were talking to her people, and she's like, you better listen to what all, like, what my leader has to say. And I'm like, this guy kind of sucks, though. Like, fuck, fuck him. Like, <laughs> like, like, why do you want to listen to him? Like, he sucks ass.
1: Come, come way to my, come, wait to, come around to my way of thinking. So. This is wild, man. Because like you know, <laughs> these these romances in these video games are all you know very superficial, and mm-hmm. and they kind of force you to play the game in a certain way if you want to see that like if you want to see that scene, right? Like
0: and, and that and with with Baldur's Gate three, like you are not like just play it how you want to play it. Like you're not going to see a fraction. Like you'll barely see a fraction of what this game. Has to offer you and all like it's it's funny because I was th- I was thinking about this. It's so funny to watch them, like like people like you know like whenever Quantic Dream comes out with a new game and they and people like fucking masturbate all over the fact that like oh like all of these decisions like feed into one another. And they, like, look at the spider web of choices, like, that we had to build in the game that, you know, if you do this decision, but you did this one and this one and this one, like, this will happen. And, and like, I guess that's kind of impressive, but you're very aware that it's built that way. Whereas in this, like, it just feels like it's happening. Like, like it feels like you're really in a world that these things, and, and yes, like, other decisions that you made and other things that you did will certainly potentially have impacts on other on other things, or it might just be a character will greet you with a different line of dialogue that they wouldn't have greeted you with if you hadn't done this other thing. It might be just as simple as that, but it's it's recognizing other things that you have done and accomplished in the world. That's very cool. I
1: think so. You should be very excited to check. Well, this out. Brad. Well, Brad. Uh, it doesn't. You know me. It doesn't take much to convince me to <laughs> spend some money. So congratulations. I've done it. There you I've go. Spent- very good. Um, I cannot wait for this game to come out and be the new low bar which every other game has to exceed.
0: <laughs> I so, can't
1: wait. So here, so here's here's
0: what happened with this. So there was a video game writer. His name was uh, Zalevier Nelson Jr. He was like a BAFTA nominated guy, um, and he basically put out like a tweet thread. And I'm just going to read the first tweet, but he he goes on through this. Or sorry, uh, a Zeet thread. I don't know what they're fucking called anymore. Um, where he says, like a lot of people, I'm deeply excited about what the lovely folks at Larian accomplished with Baldur's Gate 3. But I want to gently, preemptively push back against players taking that excitement and using it to apply criticism or a, quote, raised standard to RPGs going forward. So basically what he's saying is that Larian Studios is... This was, like, the perfect confluence of events to make a game that is this polished, that is this dense, that is this, you know, that that, that just works this well. Because they, you know, the game's been in development for six years. They had two previous games in the same genre that they could draw, like, experience and tech and knowledge from. They had a three-year early access period that provided money coming into the game and and a lot of community feedback. So they essentially got to beta test the game for three years. Um, they have four hundred developers on this team, and they happen to have like the D and D license, which is you know one of the largest licenses in entertainment. And to expect other developers to replicate that would be an unfair standard to hold other developers to. And he got a lot of pushback from that from you know, the capital G gamers out there about that statement. Like, why shouldn't, you know, we expect great products to come from developers? Like, like, if this studio can do it, other studios can too. And I agree with him in what he's saying. I don't think the developers are who that message is needs to go to right i think the publishers the publishers are the people that need to hear that
1: isn't larian publishing this game yes like aren't they self-publishing well guess what like like ding 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 like there it is (laughs) like i saw this video of uh, on ign of -hmm. of a a guy and he was like and he was kind of going off on a rant and i said well i I mean i kind of get it but like he he mentioned the tweet, and then he said there were subsequent tweets, and then I said, "Well, let me look at these subsequent tweets because I'm seeing a lot of comments, and people are agreeing with this IGN article, like they're <laughs> praising IGN. Yeah. And when YouTube commenters praise anything, especially an IGN video, <laughs> something ain't right. Though. So I looked at the comment, I, I looked at the tweets, and I looked at all of them, and I said, "Well, yeah, like I understand what is what this person is saying, like." It, it, it's 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 uh, you know, Rockstar gets this right. Mm-hmm. This is the Rockstar treatment. And I'm not talking about Rockstar as in like Big Shot. I'm talking about Rockstar as in the developers. And I don't know. I don't know what kind of, you know, voodoo magic they have on take two.
0: Um, uh, the, the Voodoo Magic is they made a video game That produces like a billion dollars A year annually for 10 straight years Like that, that, that's, that's the Voodoo they, Magic that, right. that they have Take-Two That Take-Two knows better right. than to fuck with the Golden Goose Right And just, so, just kind of let it
1: happen <laughs> Like I, I, get, I get the whole Like we should expect Quality products especially nowadays Where, where uh, You know publishers are forcing Developers to hit a deadline Right. Mm -hmm. Like and but you can't you can't complain about crunch and be mad that games don't come out on time Mm -hmm. and be mad that when they do come out on time they're they're broken and blame the developers also. Yeah, that's it
0: just that that's the thing that's always pissed me off is that when a game comes out, especially like in a buggy state or like like an unfinished state or what have you. The knee-jerk reaction is to always get upset about at the developer, and no one ever gets mad at the publisher for not delaying the game for six months or a year or two, or releasing it in early access. And, and be, like, like, and, and I think about like even like Mass Effect Andromeda. We're, we'll go back to twenty seventeen as an example. What if that game and this and this was pre early access, right? Like, what if that game did release in early access? Like, what if they only had like the first you know, handful of missions in the game available in Early Access. If, like, when people saw those, like, like, droopy face bugs and all that shit, they would have been a lot more, a lot more uh, lenient and a lot less critical if if, if they understood that the game was in an unfinished state. Early Access, for many games, has been so successful, I do not understand why more, even AAA developers aren't releasing games in that state. And I and I know why. It's because they want to have a big splash and they want to have you know the the coverage and the attention of the games media for the big release. But you would do yourself so much good by really making the early access formula the norm because your most ardent fans are going to give you however much $60 whatever it is To play an unfinished state of the game, going in understanding that it's unfinished, you're going to get free testing out of it on a scale that you could never do internally so that you can make the actual end product better. And, and I don't, it's AAA developers like, no, that's not how it's done. Like, that's not how we do it. Like, like we have our big, so we, you know, we can release Call of Duty and, and talk about how, oh, like we, we, you know, we had a two and a half billion dollar weekend or whatever, like, like the most successful entertainment launch of all time. Like it's important for their stockholders, I guess, to have that, to have those, uh, slogans thrown around, but you'd have such a better product. Gamers would be more happy with what you do. If you just fucking realize that, like give, give your developers time to cook, man. Like, let them cook. Like, how many examples now have we seen of these games that have come out with no rushing, less pressure, you know, uh, d- release when it's done, and and right. they've come out and, and they've been great? And then, conversely, how many examples have we seen of games that are rushed to
1: market, unfinished, buggy that messes? Churned out, churned out every year. Like, right. it's November, it's Call of Duty season, right? Right. Like, it's... It's October, it's, it's, it's uh, Assassin's Creed season, right? Like, it doesn't, um, it, it just, I, I get wanting what you want mm-hmm. and wanting it all, but like, <laughs> you got to understand that like, stuff's got to give, man. And guess what? If you want games to be like, if you want this to be the standard, okay, you're going to have to wait a decade for a game to come out. Like Gu- you're guess gonna what have to- <laughs>
0: guess, if, if Starfield had released what it was originally supposed to, people would hate fucking Starfield. Like like it like right. it would be the latest like example of you know the, the next cyberpunk or you know whatever you know whatever whatever that right. is, like the next big the example next Halo Infinite, right and that
1: was <laughs> delayed.
0: <laughs> right. Not enough though. Not enough. Right. <laughs> so that's like yeah. so so both both Zalavier Nelson and the gamers that are getting upset with him. Direct that at the publishers. Like, like let them understand, like, guys, like it's okay. Like, we're excited about this game, but we'd rather it be done right than half baked for you guys to rush it out the door just to make a quick buck. Right. And 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 if that and and if and if that's and if you struggle to have cash coming in, then you need that all that means to me is that you need to diversify your portfolio. Maybe pick up a couple of indie developers and let them cook and don't try to fucking put a thumbprint on what they do, but have a couple games in your catalog that can be developed in a faster period of time that are still good while the big AAA, you know, like 50 to 70 hour game that you want to charge $70 for, you know, sits sits in the oven for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah man, especially if it's uh especially if it's like a, a, a franchise that um that's got legs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That can afford to not come out every single year. Um and and look, <laughs> these these big corporations like I I just I, I can't um they they would use this as an opportunity to charge more money for these games. To charge even more money for these games, you know what? Right? If they if they wanted to charge like if, if they're like pa- baseline if they're- eighty bucks baseline, if is what I'm thinking they would do. If okay, you want us to you want us to take time to let these games come out. Mm-hmm. That's more that's more man hours that we got to pay. That's more you know. But you but I, you know what? If you're if you're paying a good wage,
0: and like like if you're paying your people, and the product that I'm getting is a finished product. And it's right. not addled to death with fucking microtransactions. That's another key point. And like that's a other, another thing that people seem to forget about Baldur's Gate. You buy the game and you own the game, and there's nothing else to fucking buy afterwards. Like like everything that's in the game, you own it. So if you so if you want to do those three things,
1: you know what? I would pay eighty dollars for certain games. Sure. Look, why not? Look, I don't. I don't. Look, I just bought the collector's edition. I don't have no. I don't have any problem <laughs> spending some money. On something that I want but it's they the it's the complaining that would happen oh this is $80 baseline and and like $130 for the collector's edition oh why are you gouging but me? why are you gouging me that happens like, every time
0: and then I, and then you I, get I, over I hate it I, right. I know I hate it I, I, hate know, it. I know I know but but you know what every- it, it happened it happened in the, in the in the in the gen what is it? gen six era where you had you know PS three three sixty games are sixty dollars now what the fuck this is bullshit and then what happened people got used to it when you first started seeing seventy dollars games come out in this generation people were like what the fuck that's so expensive and guess what people are getting used to it
1: yeah
0: <laughs> like, right. it, like like you got you got to overcome that stuff if you yeah. know what I mean like but but again you have to you have to make it you have to make it worthwhile you can't fucking just you know, masturbate into a fucking cup, and oh, here's the next Madden. Oh, here's the next Call of Duty. Like, you're, like you can't, can't do that. Like, you have, you have to put the time and the effort into it to make it worth that purchase price. But if you make it worth it, people will pay for it, and they won't fucking. Eventually, they won't complain. Like, they'll complain at first, but then eventually they won't.
1: Also, like, I, I you know, I hate to, I don't hate to do it. We have to, we have to have a little bit of discipline, folks. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't buy Madden every year. And complain about it, <laughs> and and then buy it again, right at next year. Like we can't do that. You gotta you gotta skip a couple of years of some of these games, especially these annual releases. Yeah, you gotta let people know that like I I, I refuse to to pay another sixty to seventy dollars for this just because it's August mm-hmm. or November. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you you have to vote with your wallet, and I know that's hard. I I, I look. I know it's very hard, but we have to have a little bit of discipline, man. Like a lot of things have to happen. Um, if you want to see change in this or literally anything in any industry. Yeah. Um, agreed. So look, uh, this is the ad break. Go to densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, you go there, you get invited to our discord. You could talk about, uh, all the wonderful things that we talk about in the discord uh, and and uh, not just games, we're uh, gaming news, uh, shit posting. Uh, 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 did I say that right? Shit posting. You, you did. Is yes. Yes. Uh, 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 wrestling. Uh, we're 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 wrestling fans here. Uh, F one, uh, soccer. We're we're very eclectic. Go to densepixels slash fans if you are an interesting person. Uh, go to youtube.com dot slash densepixels and subscribe. Click the bell click like and go back to our other videos and click like and, and, and all the previous ones and click like on all of them uh, because that really helps us out. And leave a comment because it's engagement. And, uh, you know, YouTube doesn't care if you if what you say. Just leave a, leave a comment and say Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers. That way I know you'll listen. you've you listened to this. Um, subscribe to all of our podcasts wherever you get them, including the Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema. We're about to do a movie. Uh, Till, based on the uh, the story of Emmett Till. And I'm probably going to cry. I haven't watched the movie yet, but uh, uh, yeah, that's coming. Uh, coming distractions in the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. And go to uh, densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month 50 for the year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of Grievances, which I'm trying to get Jay to get back on that. But we have seven seasons of Seinfeld mm-hmm. uh, that, um, that we've gone over uh, so go back and listen to every single one of them No Time to Bleed uh, The Men with the Golden Tongues go and listen to our conversation on Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater um, upstage conversation in the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast I have to imagine it's <laughs> going to be a good one this week <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's recording late on Friday but uh who knows what will happen between now now and then uh considering uh that the theme of the game so so like obviously Jay in our in our private chat went right to the Rico Suave memes um I I immediately whenever I see Rico go to uh, 1995 seminal film uh Judge Dredd uh, and think of supposedly of like, Rico Rico <laughs> 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 shit like that so. <laughs> that's what happens there um i know you are pressed for time do you want to talk about evo this week or do you want to save that for next week
1: um i got 15 minutes okay um i evo was great <laughs> evo, evo fucking rocked, man um i uh when it comes to evo i generally only pay attention to a little bit of tekken and uh and, the, and all of street fighter if i can uh but i the problem is street fighters always last mm-hmm. uh, well not always but usually did last. you uh did you go back and so watch the top
0: six for street fighter
1: i went back and i watched the grand finals and um oh, you gotta watch the, uh, whole,
0: the whole top six dude it was, it was it was banger from top to bottom
1: uh yeah, look if it was anything like uh if it was anything like those grand finals i mean jesus christ i i love watching high level street fighter yeah. play man The grand
0: grand finals wasn't even the best, wasn't even the best set in, 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 like, like, like I think, I think the, um, what's the, what's the fucking dude from the DR's name that was in the final? I can't remember his name right now.
1: Um, yeah, I can't remember. It was angry bird. And, um, uh, I can't remember his name. I, 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 and, and I saw him, he, I saw his loser's bracket with punk his, Um,
0: his, his match against Tokaido was even, was probably the best, the best set. On the uh, yeah. on, on the card, so I, I would I would definitely make time for that, um, yeah man, Street Fighter Six's competitive future looks real good. If like like if that's if that's the level that we're gonna see in this game's only been out for months, two months, three months, yeah. and that and that's the level of play. Um, it's gonna be a good couple of years to watch competitive Street Fighter. Like 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 if it, I'm I'm probably gonna start watching like CPT stuff now. Like like if that's what I'm gonna see, like I'm gonna make time for CPT more often. Now, alternatively, the, the <laughs> I, I watched some Tekken uh, top six play. I watched the entire Guilty Gear top six. Um, those were not nearly as competitive. Like 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 in, even in those top six ma- matches, like a lot of three O's, a lot of three ones, um, which was which felt shocking to me kind of worried me about Street Fighter a little bit um, so that's yeah. why I was very excited to see to see what Street Fighter um, became at the end of the night there uh, Well, we're staying up for it. like I said I, I feel your pain uh, as to having to stay up for that fortunately I didn't have to work the next day so like I was like I could stay up as late as I want <laughs> like a real adult and watch all this Evo shit um it was really good man like I said uh, it, was, it was a good a good time. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot other so if there's any other matches out there that you guys think I should seek out um, I'm happy to happy to do that. Uh, a little concerned with the distribution of characters, a lot of Kens in the mix, yeah. a lot of a lot of lot of a lot of Kens out there. Um, there was one player playing modern controls uh, in the top 6 as well, which is interesting. A lot of, a
1: lot of pad players too. A lot uh, of pad Well yeah,
0: the, the guy the, the runner up was uh played on
1: pad. As well. Yeah, I remember so. I remember some uh I remember some old head uh fighting game uh commentator. He was like, Ah, if you play on pad he was like he he was ranting about uh hitbox, right? He was mm-hmm. like, It's cheating, it's cheating he was like and like if we want to keep it a buck, like all you pad players, y'all shouldn't be able to play either. I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro <laughs> like, like, yeah, all right, I'm off your lawn, bro. God, man. <laughs> so with that but yeah, that was really cool.
0: Um also, like Angry Bird, like when he won, like that was that was a neat moment. Like I don't remember ever seeing anyone really get that emotional when winning. Like he, like this dude, like had a real fucking human moment on the stage, which was pretty cool um, to to watch that happen. And, and again, that was a tough, that was a tough couple sets because he because you know they got the reset in the last bracket, which you always like to see in in the grand final. Um, yeah, it was it was great. Um, I do have to I do have to complain a little bit. Um, the big the big Street Fighter news that got announced, besides the new character, um, is the, uh, the TMNT crossover. The first of many crossovers that I'm sure we'll see in Street Fighter Six. And uh, I gotta tell you, as exciting as that was, and as cool and unexpected as that was, uh, if we're gonna have to pay fifteen dollars per fucking costume for these crossovers that they're doing, take that shit somewhere else, man.
1: Per turtle. Yeah, man. Per yes. when they said when they said 15 dollars I'm like all right what, what the fuck is everybody complaining about yeah right? like you thought like, it was for the uh, set <laughs> yeah I thought it was for the whole set man like yo it's a skin yo like <laughs> oh man I, like, I, look, I, n- what I did what
0: I did appreciate is in the wake of that a lot of people uh made a bootleg ver- <laughs> version with the avatars <laughs> using the stuff that was already in the game which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and very, love- very, in, in, in very ingenuitive.
1: Look, I know TMNT is hot again, but, mm-hmm. uh, yo, $15 is, I mean, god damn. I, like, like I said, I, I hope
0: it's because Nickelodeon was like, show me that fucking money. Like, I, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, oh. hope, I hope it's because the licensing fee is out of control. But by the same token, as people pointed out in Mortal Kombat, what was it, Mortal Kombat 10? Or, or Justice 2, rather, sorry. You got to play as all four turtles for ten dollars. So, like, come on,
1: <laughs> like yo, it, th- this is this is a little ridiculous, man. Right? I mean, l- I mean, TMNT wasn't as hot as it is now, like like what it was back then. But nah, yo, and that gives me like that gives me pause for like when when other light when other licensed properties mm-hmm. want to be involved, like. Yo, am I gonna pay fifteen dollars for a Spider-Man skin? Yo, am I really gonna pay fifteen dollars? That's the thing is, like, like, like,
0: by doing it this way, like, you've dampened the excitement that you're gonna generate from any future, (laughs) any future crossover that you do, because people are gonna the first thing they're gonna think about is like, yeah, how much it costs though. Like, 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 that's the first, that's the first question that everyone's gonna ask.
1: Like, how much was, how much is Rashid a whole ass character with his second outfit and all his colors? He's like five bucks, right? I I I don't I don't remember, but it it wasn't fifteen. No, I'm gonna tell you that shit. No, certainly not. (laughs) Certainly not. So yeah,
0: so so lazy, as cool as Evo was and as cool as that announcement and unexpected as that announcement was. Um lame man. I'm I'm not I'm not spending fifteen dollars. I'm not fuck, even like buying just like the little bandana for your for your avatar is like five bucks. I'm just like five dollars for a bandana, get the fuck out of here. You guys must be high on crack. (laughs) Um I'm going to save the post office for next show because, like I said, we are a little pressed for time tonight, and there's only a couple questions in there. But I will uh, read the results of our of our 16 bit console. So, if you didn't listen to last episode, uh, Mike and I drafted 16 uh, bit consoles where you know we we took games that we wanted to build the best 16 bit console, and then we let you, the listeners, uh, vote on it. And as it turns out, my gambit to pick Sonic 2 to be in my console, a game that I utterly despise, worked like a charm because...
1: I I should (laughs) have picked Sonic and Knuckle Joe. I really should have picked Sonic and Knuckle.
0: 13 listeners uh, voted for the Super Mike Attendo. Uh, 22 listeners voted for the Turbo Braddock 16, uh, making the Turbo Braddock the preferred 16-bit console, uh, according to our listeners. Um, So that was a lot of fun. Uh, we at will at most you, assuredly... Look at,
1: all, look at all you woman haters, man. <laughs> look at all you woman haters. Just because Samus is a woman, man. I, that's messed up, yo. That's messed up. God damn. Look, one one thing that really... I had a feeling yours would win, especially mm-hmm. when I come came on the air and said I would probably pick yours, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it didn't really help me. Um, uh, one thing that really hurt, though, was somebody mm. said... Somebody said, Damn, how many times... Did Brad get to pick in a row? I was like, "Oh <laughs> I saw that too, and I, I wasn't damn. gonna say
0: anything. I wasn't gonna say anything because I'm not. I'm not rubbing. It. I'm not gonna rub that salt in the wound.
1: I mean, that look, think. God damn, I, damn, that, <laughs> that, would,
0: that would hurt me, man. I was like, "Oh shit." Uh, one, of, one of the other things I like that Mark did in the, in the, in that same chat is that, uh, he picked like the best of the rest. So like he built a console out of the scraps, uh, that we did not pick. And he's just like, Oh, actually it's not, <laughs> it's not that good. Like you guys really got the best stuff. Yeah. Like turns out when you get, uh, when you, when you're allowed to pick like six of the greatest games of all time, that, it, you know, it's going to be hard to, shape, to, to stack up against that. Um, <laughs> We will absolutely continue to do this with the other with the other console generations because it was a lot of fun, um, and yeah. it sounds like you guys had a good time with it too. So, so obviously it's not going to be like an every week thing, uh, but once in a while, especially if it's like a slow news week, we will pull that pull that out of the bag, and uh, and and have fun with that. So, like the next time we do it, it'll be what PlayStation, Saturn, and Nintendo sixty four. So Man. that'll be that'll be interesting. Oh, that'll oh. be very interesting when we get there. So uh, that, like I said, we're a little crunch for time uh, this week, so that's going to be it for the show. Um, don't forget, uh, when you buy stuff from Amazon, if you want to feel 3 to 4% better about it, uh, use our link by going to densepixels.com slash Amazon, uh, and really stick it to the man by giving us a small finder's fee of anything you purchase on the website. Uh, again, make sure you join our Discord by going to densepixels.com slash fans, subscribe to the show wherever you download, find podcasts, and check out us – our youtube channel youtube.com/densepixels uh that's it for this week thank you guys so much for watching and listening and we'll see you all the next time see ya